Hi, this is Mark, and you're listening to the Mexican Spanish podcast from MexicanSpanish.com. Today, I want to talk about one of the lies your Spanish teacher told you. Now, at the beginning of language teaching, at the beginning of a language course, learning a new language, your teacher or your textbook or whatever materials you're using are going to present a simplified version of the language. And that's perfectly fine. It's actually a good strategy because that's all the student can absorb and apply at that level. But as you, as a learner, as you get more advanced, you want to know the whole picture. So perhaps you were taught a rule and later you discover that there are exceptions. So this happens all over language teaching in grammar and vocabulary, and it also happens in pronunciation. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about a subject called assimilation. Not cultural assimilation, but assimilation in the area of pronunciation. So what is assimilation? Well, basically, when you have two sounds, one after the other, we often change one of those sounds so that it's more like the other one. Now, native speakers do this automatically, and they're not aware that they're doing it. But students of a language typically don't do this, and it's one of the things that contributes to their accent sounding more foreign. So first I want to mention that you don't have to do assimilation when you're speaking Spanish. It's an option. And native speakers don't do it all the time, but when you do it, it makes your Spanish sound more natural. It also makes it a little easier easier for the listener to identify what words you're saying, because they're hearing it with the same pronunciation that they would use. And it makes it easier for you as a listener to understand, because when you hear these assimilated forms, if you understand assimilation, now you're able to recognize them more easily. So let's take a look at why this is an example of a lie that your Spanish teacher told you. So early on in your Spanish class, your teacher may have told you that there's no Z sound in Spanish. Z. So that's both true and false, and we'll talk about uh, exactly what I mean by that. So going back to the spelling, looking at the letters, it's true that there is a letter S and a letter Z in Spanish. And it's also true that in American Spanish, by which I mean in, in Latin America, not in Spain, we don't pronounce these letters differently. So if a word casa, house, or casa, hunt, is spelled with an S or a Z, that doesn't affect the pronunciation, at least not in Latin America. And English does have a Z sound, so many beginning Spanish students who are English speakers tend to, pr tend to pronounce the written Z in Spanish like an English Z, and that's a problem, and that's why your teacher might tell you there's no Z sound in Spanish. So that's good advice at a beginning level. But as you become more advanced, you want to know what the whole picture is. And in fact, there is a Z sound in Spanish that native speakers use all the time. And here's exactly when it happens. Before we get to the example, I want to discuss consonants. I'm not talking about letters here, but consonant sounds. So what makes one consonant different from another? There are three features. The first is called voicing. Some consonants like s, s, 
s are voiceless. There's no vibration in the throat, in the vocal folds. Other consonants, like z, the z sound in English, are voiced. So that's the difference between s and z. It's a question of voicing. So that's our first dimension that can distinguish one consonant from another. Other consonants may be distinguished by where they're produced in the mouth, or what we call the manner, the manner of articulation, uh, how they're produced, or, or more specifically, what is the airflow? How would you describe the airflow at that point of production? So of these three characteristics of a consonant, voicing, place of articulation, and manner of articulation, the s and z sounds differ in terms of voicing. And here's where it gets interesting in the case of Spanish. When we have an S that's before a voiced consonant, you can optionally voice the S, producing a, a Z sound. So here's what this sounds like without assimilation. Los gatos, los gatos. So the S there is voiceless. S. That's without assimilation. And that's an acceptable pronunciation, but it's not a completely natural one. And it's not the one that native speakers typically use when they're in regular conversation and not trying to be especially uh, careful with their articulation. Here's what the assimilated pronunciation sounds like, where the S sound is going to change to a Z so that it's voiced just like the consonant that follows it. Los gatos, los gatos. So again, I'm talking about the S in the word los, los, los gatos. So it's zg, zg, los gatos. So again, this is an optional process. You don't have to do it, but you will certainly hear it if you listen closely. Native speakers, again, are not generally aware that they do this, but if you listen closely, you'll hear that they frequently do. And it's a small change you can make to your Spanish in order to have a somewhat more natural pronunciation. Now, this can happen across words, as in that example, or it can even happen inside a word. Like, take a word like desde, desde, D-E-S-D-E. -E. The S there is being voiced in my pronunciation, desde. Why? Because the sound that follows it, the D, the de, is a voiced consonant. There's vibration in that sound, so the S changes to a voiced uh, pronunciation. Desde. Another common example of this is the word mismo. Now you can pronounce it without assimilation. Mismo. That's acceptable, and you'll hear that sometimes. Mismo. But it's very commonly pronounced with assimilation, like this. Mismo. I'll say it a little bit sl slower. Mismo. Zmo. Mismo. So now that you're aware of this phenomenon, see if you hear it the next time that you're listening to Spanish, see if you can observe this, identify, oh, that's an example of assimilation. And also see if you can start to integrate this a bit into your own speech and see if it doesn't sound more natural to you. Again, it's not required that you do this, but it is something that can help your Spanish sound more natural, help you uh, be understood a bit better, and also help you with your listening comprehension.